This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, coming up this week on November 23rd is going to be a very special event. It is the Women Against MS Luncheon, the third annual. But uh, we ta- we are taking the opportunity not to talk just about uh, the event that's coming up, but also because MS is still a disease that affects many, many Canadians. And uh, there is a need for fundraising. There is a need for more research. And joining us to talk a bit more about this is uh, Tanya Veronis, uh, MS Society's BC and Yukon Division President. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me, Joe. I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Uh, This is a big event uh, that happens every year. This is the third annual luncheon. How important is it to have events like this that draw attention to multiple sclerosis and just how prevalent it is in Canada? Oh, it's critical to have events like this. Fundraising is so is so important uh, for the work that we do. Uh, as as I think you mentioned earlier, uh, Canada has the highest rate of MS in the entire world, and so uh, we have that distinction not not one that 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 we terribly enjoy, but we have that distinction calling this this Canada's disease. And and as such, we really feel that we we need to step up and and find the reasons why and ultimately lead to the cure. And, and we do that through funding research. Uh, we also uh, provide a number of services and programs for people living with the disease to help them live live better and, and live well. Uh, but primarily for our Women Against MS program and this event this week, it is dedicated uh, completely to research and has, a, has a, a sole focus on awareness of research. Even one of the neat things that we do at the event for those that purchase the VIP tables is it will actually sit a researcher from UBC at your table. And you can ask them the questions and learn all about the exciting things uh, happening, uh, happening in MS research. But we definitely, we need more research dollars. We need more research to happen because we're, we're, we're learning so much more every day, but we still have so much more to learn. Uh, are we making advances or progress when it comes to, uh, I suppose there's two prongs. One is finding out why uh, so many people get this disease and also treating it or, or finding a way to stop it. We absolutely are making progress, but it's important to, to understand that research is really a, a, a long-term, uh, long journey. Uh, it, it takes it takes quite a while to get from the point of discovery to to an actual treatment, and certainly every single advancement um, ultimately learns to even it leads to to more, to more learning. So, 25 years ago, when somebody was diagnosed with MS, there were no treatment options available to them at all. Um, the, the, the the physicians couldn't say much more than please go home, please rest. Uh, don't exert yourself. Uh, heat was known at the time, to the heat that the body generates during exercise, and things like that at the time was known to really um, cause, pro- cause significant problems and issues and make MS worse at the time. So there was so much that, that they just didn't know. Today, there are 14 uh, treatments available, approved Health Canada-approved treatments available to people living with MS. So lots of different options, ranging from uh, daily injections to, to oral therapies to now there's even options out there that are only uh, two 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 times in, in a lifetime infusion. Um, but there's also a lot of off-label um, options that are becoming available to people. But we're also learning a lot more about cause and environmental factors and genetics and things like that. And actually at our luncheon this week, 
uh, we'll be honoring Dr. Dessa Sadovnik, who is a UBC researcher who has dedicated her life's work to, to MS and genetics in particular. And 40 years ago, she, was, she, she tells this story where she was often ridiculed uh, for believing that there was a gen- genetic link to MS. Um, and she was, she, many people told her, give this piece up, go, go focus on something else. And she didn't. She stuck with it for 40 years. She established uh, a, bl- a biobank here, right here at UBC, which collected blood samples not only from a number of Canadians living with MS, but also their families. And just last year, uh, there was announced a, a, a huge breakthrough in terms of finding a genetic link in uh, seven family members of two uh, Canadian families with a very specific and severe form of MS. So that was a huge, huge, huge discovery and is leading to so much more. Uh, and so we're seeing more and more pieces come out around that genetic link and, and, and all kinds of different things. So we're definitely making advancements um, and we're excited about what, what's coming in the future as well. And it's interesting to hear the, the background of that doctor and uh, the ridicule of going down that one path because uh, I think too, MS treatment, uh, it, it kind of took a bit of a, it got some negative publicity with the treatment, the vein treatment put forward by Dr. Zamboni and then the, the subsequent research on that and, and many people saying that the liberation therapy really didn't do anything. It's true. It's true. There's lots. There's lots that that come out. But it, again, that's where we have to understand that it does take time to study these things. Um, just this weekend, um, some some more results were published around that specific therapy that, that you spoke spoke about. I won't say too much about that. I would. I would. Uh, I'll wait till some more some more public pieces come out. Um, but it was really important to to, to study that. Um, you know, of course, people with MS, and of course, we as a society want to. Um, Want, want to see something that's really going to benefit people, and but we've got to put in the work and the time and, of course, the funds in order to, to really take a detailed look at, at every piece that comes out like that. I think it shows, too, just how people, uh, I would almost, I would even use the word desperate, are desperate to, to find something uh, to help. Because like you said, there are there are treatments and there are for people that perhaps have relapsing remitting, uh, can live very, uh, almost I'm loath to use the word normal, but can can have very productive lives and continue on. But then uh, there are other forms of it, progressive, a primary progressive, which can be hugely debilitating. Absolutely. And that's just it. The 14 therapies that I spoke of, right now those are available to people with relapsing remitting. There is currently no um, Health Canada approved treatment for the progressive form of the disease. Uh, there recently, um, a, a medication called Ocrevus was approved in the United States for progressive, um, for the progressive form of the disease, and we're awaiting Health Canada approval here. So there is hope, uh, you're, and you're absolutely right, and I think that's what, when you speak of the desperation, it's about, it's about hope. And really, I know that I have the benefit of being able to, to go into UBC and talk with our researchers here, and, and it's so inspiring to see how dedicated and the, the amount of work that is going in to, to finding um, things that are going to bring even more hope. Uh, do we know any more as well? Like you said, there's also research into the genetics of it, uh, the factors that lead to people getting MS. Do, are we closer? Do we know any more reasons as to why? No, you know, there's so many different factors at play, right? There's a, there's a lot of studies around clusters and environmental factors and things like that. Um, so I, I think, you know, we're seeing that there's so many different forms of the disease and there's so, I, I don't think there'll ever be one solid answer, uh, but, you know, we'll see, we'll see, what, we'll see what comes, but we're definitely learning uh, more and more every day. There's studies certainly around vitamin D, uh, things like proximity to the equator, all of those, those things um, are being looked at um, with, with quite a bit of, of, 
of scrutiny. We're also learning more. I know there was another study out of UBC not too long ago um, that really studied people kind of before they were they were diagnosed with MS and kind of looking at certain um, things that might not have triggered at the time. And then we're seeing a lot of commonalities of, of things that either, you know, extreme fatigue, things like that, that might have um, actually should have triggered an MS diagnosis perhaps much earlier on. So we're learning so much more um, by studying large groups of of, of people with MS and and finding those commonalities and similarities. All right. Uh, The event itself, uh, can people still get involved if they would like to? Absolutely. I will say we are getting close to, to selling out, which is exciting, but there are still some, some tickets available. Uh, the event will be on Thursday, uh, November 23rd at the Fairmont Hotel Vancouver. As I mentioned, uh, VIP tickets. You'll have a researcher sitting at your table, which is just an awesome, awesome feature. And uh, there'll be a VIP reception. Jackie Cohen, uh, CEO of Army and Navy and founder of, of Face the World Foundation, um, will be our keynote speaker. Her father lived with MS, and she uh, shares a, a wonderful story of optimism and, um, and and what that meant for her and her family. So we're really looking forward to a great event. But absolutely, you can jump on our website uh, or through social media at WAMSBC and, um, and still have time to, to, to join us. All right. Sounds, uh, sounds great. Thank you so much, uh, Tanya. Thank you for joining us and bringing us up to date on this and talking about this uh, very important story. I really appreciate it. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.